Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back on our Star Wars podcast, but before we get into the next Star Wars, we're going to touch briefly on a movie that just came out because it was relevant to the last podcast we did. So we're just going to briefly touch on Cry Macho. It has an IMDb of 5.8, Metascore of 59, Rotten Tomatoes of 58% tomato meter, 63% audience, $33 million budget. Just quickly, worldwide it made approximately $10 million. Uh, it was directed by Clint Eastwood. That's what makes it relevant. It was written by Nick Schenk and N. Richard Nash. All right. So, um, yeah, we haven't really. I mean, last time we did the um, peanut butter whiskey, which was my new favorite. But um, we're back to the original now. Um, we got the McMasters and Diet Pepsi. Um, and, yeah, um, we were going to break out the single barrel that from the Kirkland that we have still. Um, but there's probably just maybe like six drinks left out of it. And I'm like, well, let's just kind of hold on to that. It's like not going to last long. So, Oh no, no. So I'm just, we're kind of saving that for the right moment. Um, but like I told you before, Costco has that Pambro whiskey for $35 a liter. So, um, yeah, that's our new staple in the house, but you got to, you know, savor it. So, yeah. So well, what are you drinking? What was the brand of the, what, oh, wait a minute. What was the brand of the Peter Bar whiskey you did last time again? I forgot. That's Screwball. Screwball. Okay. It's so um, good. I don't know if it has whiskey or if it has peanut butter or cinnamon in it, but I don't think it does. Okay. I am actually drinking Ironfish gin. Ironfish distillery gin. Okay. Um, so Thompsonville, Michigan. So we're staying a local. Once again, got to love our local. You know how that is. But sometimes you're just able to find it. It's not that, I mean, it's kind of nice to be able to find you know, some of the local stuff at like Costco and Pan's Club and stuff because not all the time they have local stuff. So it's kind of nice. It was nice to see it. And this one was actually at local Costco. What? Costco and Kentwood, yeah. Okay. I got to go to um, that one soon because they have different liquor than the Granville one. Yes, they do. I need to find their gin because they don't have the gin at mine in Granville. But now that they have the, um, now that they have the highway open, I can get to that area better. Oh yeah, that does. Well, we say it's open. Give it a minute; it'll close. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I always say, oh, give it a minute. It'll close again. You never know. Yeah, that's... Um, no. They have a lot more. They have a lot more liquors there. Just letting you know, they really do. Do they really? Okay, well, maybe I feel like this week. Uh, who knows if I have time? But um, yeah. So yeah, you said gin and tonics, then. Gin and tonics. Gin and tonics. Oh, that's one of my favorites. And we're getting <laughs> off to like the end of the cold months. So gin and tonic is not usually when I drink a lot in the winter. So that's a good. Um, no, I know we were actually going to do white Russians. Ooh, that not cold enough yet. No, but the other night we were <laughs> actually we did Sunday fun day. So we started drinking a little early and I'm like, what goes good with waffles? And I was like, ooh, white Russians. <laughs> so I went to the yeah, store and got the Kahlua vanilla. And I yes. did that with, um, I did like, you know, the ch um, chocolate syrup around the rim and, um, it was so good. Oh, it does sound good. I mean, I haven't had a white Russian in forever. We have they not. Good. They were good. The problem with doing a podcast with that is keeping the heavy cream from curdling. Oh. Cause we do it upstairs. We can't really keep it cold. Yeah. So. Okay. We need a mini fridge think, up here. Essentially. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm surprised you don't have one yet. No, I think that's in the works. Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> actually, Facebook Marketplace. You get so many good deals. Yeah, actually, you really do on Facebook Marketplace. You really, really do. Mm -hmm. I will say that. I found several things on Facebook Marketplace, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, no... Yeah. So, once again, cry macho. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, you, you just said it made 10 million worldwide. Okay. Now, I have a lot, I have very hard time with this numbers. I know we got that whole entire controversy with Scarlett Johansson about suing Disney because of yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Now, I know it was released in theaters and also at HBO Max at the same time. Hmm. Now, I honestly think. You know, when they, they need to they need to find a way to figure out box office or subscriptions or viewage with HBO Max, how much it really to figure into box office. You know, I don't want to say uh, tickets or box office revenue, but they got to come up with a better system because. Yeah, I totally I'm, agree because some of that, that money agree. goes towards those kind of releases. I would think. Like your ten dollars. Well, month. that that was the difference between like the Black Widow release and Cry Macho because you had to still pay to get Black Widow on Disney Plus. Where and that's the whole point. You didn't only just pay the Disney Plus fee, but you had to pay an extra thirty dollars to get Black Widow. Where Cry Macho, if you had HBO Max, you had access to yeah Cry Macho. And also, that's another thing, you know, she, I'm sure Disney didn't just screw her over. She, they gave her something, you know, they had to work, you know, yeah. you don't do. So HBO Max has to come up with a little bit better, but I think this is the last year that they're doing the releases. Yeah, for, yeah um, for sure. Yeah. That they're doing the releases for, um, 
the Warner Brothers pictures with um, at the same time with the theaters. But understandable. I think I honestly think that if this had come out in the movie theaters when it wasn't on HBO Max at the same time, I would have gladly went and saw it. Oh yeah, and going into so. this, I still would not have changed my movie. It was a great movie. It was like his um, one movie um, that I was talking about before I chose mine, the um, where he was a drug mule. The mule. Yeah. The mule. Um, but, yeah, like, he does great at everything he does. He's 90-some years old doing this shit. When you're watching this, and the new one, and he, he is killing it. And so I really really liked this movie but again it would not change my decision this was an excellent movie would you have changed your mind on what you chose no i don't think i would have changed my mind because i chose the one that kind of like was kind of like the first starting one for him with the play misty for me yeah right which is a total different genre than what we were used to this is what this is the genre that I've come to know him since the nineties. Well, for sure. But he was great in this. My husband loved it too. Yeah. I definitely was. It was worth. It was worth watching it. I enjoyed it. I would re-watch it. And did you read the book? I did it not was, read the book. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. Because apparently. The author of the book tried to get this made as a movie in the 70s. Really? And nobody would take it, so he turned his screenplay into a novel. And the book became a hit. And then people have been trying to make this movie for a long... Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was almost Clint Eastwood's character in like the early 2000s. Okay. Which would have been awful. Well, you know, I actually enjoyed, uh, just briefly off the topic here, Arnold Schwarzenegger's one of his last movies, The Stand. I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit. Forrest Whitaker was in it. That's why, you know, I thought of him. I thought of him because we did, we're doing Rogue One next. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. But, I have a hard time picturing Arnold Schwarzenegger as a 1970s cowboy. Yeah. Well, that's true. Like an Australian. He's uh, Austri- Austrian. Austrian. I get those. You know, one's by Germany and one's on the other end. But um, it starts with an A. Um, but no, yeah. Like, picture him. Like, Clint Eastwood is the iconic. Besides John Wayne. As a cowboy, am I right or am I wrong? No, you are right. Oh, you are right. Ever since the spaghetti westerns, you know. Yeah. You know, just you know, you know, we have John Wayne, who was directed by you know, um, Houston, John Houston, yeah. right? Yeah, Ford. No, Ford, John Ford. John Houston directed him in a few movies too, but yeah, I he was always great. And that was a great break for him when he's done other ones. But you, you picture definitely a cowboy. You picture Clint Eastwood a cowboy. I want to say even more so since 
his one movie, Unforgiven. So the cry macho here, it was hard because I had to take myself, I mean, you just mentioned this, I had to take myself and put myself back in the 70s. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. You kind of see the movie from watching it in the 70s eyes because it was a little different about how the border was done. You know, everything was a lot different than what it was. You know, you don't, it's, the border is not what it used to be, you know. So it was a little hard because definitely interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the kid was good. Like he, he always, I, I know he directed the movie, but he always paints himself to be this big old ladies man. Oh yeah, <laughs> in every movie, it's the perks of being the director, I suppose. I love how it ended. Like he found after, like he lost his wife, she lost her husband. You know, they're in a small town in Mexico, and they needed somebody like him to break a horse and be helping animals, and I don't know. These are very, like, I just really enjoyed how, like, he found his happiness. Yep, and she found hers. It was definitely a happy ending, Yeah, which was good. So... That was one thing that made me thoroughly enjoy this movie. And I really compare like like his last two movies. Like um the um The Mule and um this one. They're very similar to an extent. Like they're very much like you know, him just being a loner. Yeah, even Grand Trino, yeah, definitely, definitely. And Grand Trino, like after he lost his life, he, wife, he was a loner. Even while he was married, I think he was a loner because he wasn't much of his dad. So there's a lot of that in these kind of movies that he it he just lives his life. He doesn't care about anybody else. But I would definitely watch that movie again, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good flick. All right. So the movie that we're here for is... Of course. Yeah. Back in the Star Wars universe, Rogue One, the Star Wars story. Came out in 2016. IMDb is 7.8. Metascore of 65. Ron Tomatoes of 84% tomato meter, 86% audience. It had a budget of $200 million. Domestically, $532,177,324. Worldwide, $1,056,057,720. It was directed by Gareth Edwards. Written by Chris Weitz, John Knoll, Gary Witta, and I believe Tony Gilroy came in and did rewrites and reshoots. Yes, that is correct. All right, so opening day, you probably went out. Yes, of course I did. Yeah. Um, of course I did. So... I mean, when you walked, I mean, I'm just going to ask because we're going to spoil this from this point. (laughs) 
When you walked out of the theater, were you satisfied? Or were you like, why the fuck do they do this? Um, well, you know, let's, we're, we're, we're ripping the Band-Aid off here, evidently. You know, going straight to the thing. Um, I'm going to say this, and everyone's, I'm probably, I'm sure there's some Star Wars people out there that are probably going to split my throat. But this is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Okay. It's your favorite. Second favorite. Okay, yeah. I... Empire is my first. Sorry, guys. Empire is Empire. But this one, just the fact that it renewed my feeling in my gut that Darth Vader was a force to be reckoned with. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Up until this time, it's like, remember, we had just gotten done with... um you know, Phantom Menace, and we got a whiny child, we have a whiny teenager, and we have a crybaby man that turns into, okay, we just got done with, you know, the middles, and Darth Vader to me was Darth Vader from A New Hope, which to me is 1977, Mm -hmm. and then you have 80 that you're totally, in 1980s, Empire Strikes Back, totally, he was the badass guy again, and then, you know, 83, you know, with the Jedi, he was a guy that was lost and cut through the badness. And then we have like this mediocre wishy-washy one, and we're like three of them together. But then the problem was that you guys weren't there. I, I don't, I'm sure yeah, you guys were, but I don't think you remember. I mean, Darth Vader was on everything. He was doing dancing cartoon commercials. He was doing... They almost made him into like a cartoon character. They watered him down so much during the late 80s that he lost his formidableness to put fear into the rebel. Why are all these people afraid of just one person? You know, to see him decimate in the end of the movie when he boards the, boards the starship to get the stolen plans, you see his power. Yeah, and up until then, everyone has forgotten, or they dismissed it, or put it off to the side, or something like that. I guess that's why I want to say because it renewed, it renewed my belief, for the lack of a better word, of the dark side being equal, or maybe not more powerful. You know, up until then. You didn't see it. You haven't seen it in a while. Now I saw it again. Yeah. So that's why I liked it. And then the opening, I was a little apprehensive when I sat to in the first opening because this was like the one of the, this is the first move that they've never done the scroll. Yep. The for scroll. Sure. Yep. So he, I noticed that. I was know, like, what the um, heck? And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't a Star Wars movie. This isn't how they begin. Nope, nope. We need to go back. We need to go back. This is not how we do it. And then kind of like put me off, off killed her for a second but at the same time i think the director or the writer whoever made that decision to do that wanted to present himself that this is going to be different guys different than what mm-hmm. we did before and get prepared this Here is we go. truly the first Most star definitely. wars and it i think it was smart because it also difference differentiates it from the skywalker saga as they call it Yep. Like this is a tertiary is fucking a side story this to is, that story. Well, at the same time, if you think about it this way, the scrolling thing is 
is done to catch you up on what happened previously. Right. There is nothing that happened previously. This is the beginning. This that, is the beginning. That's a very good point as well. You're right. So, so you are able to see the beginnings. And I don't know if I want to say origins or not origins, but it just made me feel like this is cool. We're beginning. This is where it began. This is where the seed of the rebellion began. Jen Erse, well, actually, no, her father was almost the seed of the rebellion that began it. Right. No. And I like how they kind of make that a point where you look at A New Hope and it's like, okay, there's just this random spot that you just hit perfectly and it blows up the whole thing. Yeah. It gives a little explanation to that because that always seemed kind of That's like That's oh. one thing I noticed. Um, one thing I want to throw out there real quick, and you know, I watch a lot of YouTube videos to start this off. I they really set up some really good characters, and then they kill them all off. Yep. Like they're like you want to see these characters, like you want to see another one of these characters, but oh no. They well, all die. I mean, that being said, they are doing a prequel Disney Plus show to Andor, the spy, okay. Diego Luna. <laughs> He's getting his own show. Really? It's a prequel, obviously, but yeah. Hmm. Like, just, I'm assuming it's going to be a James Bond in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Just the way they made it sound. Huh. But hmm. another thing I liked... Is did you that... know that? No, I did not know. Huh. I did not know it. Did not know that. Yeah. Plus, but one of the things someone else was supposed to be getting a sequel from this one, too. Or was, yeah, or was it the Han Solo one? Oh, I know. It's in, um, okay, Emil Clark's character in Han Solo is supposed to be, they're supposed to try to do something with the Red Dawn before or something. Yeah, I think they're trying to do something with that. I mean, you got the uh, Boba Fett show drops in December. Yep. Yep. So they're really going gung-ho on their expanded universe shit. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is the what was it, the CGI, or what do you call that with, like... Yeah, yep, CGI. That was bad. That looked rough, Rewatching yeah. it. Okay, what looks rough to me is Princess Leia. I don't feel like Peter Cushing, Admiral, you know, yeah. you know, I don't Dark feel Admiral. like his... Yeah, I don't feel... His like looks like a game character, like, I can't <laughs> handle watching it. And I don't, I'm know, okay if I don't I know if it's because we have a UHD TV, if that makes a difference. Like it, like back in the day, like it made stuff look so real, like with the newer TVs. But it looked really bad on our TV. I watched, well, I watched mine on my iPad. So, I mean, well, I've seen it. On, I didn't really watch it on my TV. I was, I did it. I watched it on my iPad, which was, it was fine to me, but I just noticed. I mean, I know where they were going with this. You absolutely know where they're going with it, you know. And at the same time, it's almost like you don't want to, you don't want to condemn them from trying to do what they were doing. I think they made a wise decision in um, 
doing CGI instead of trying to cast someone. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't recast either one of them. No, you had to do, you had to work with what you got because you could not recast Princess Leia and you could not replace um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. So they did the right thing, but it just did not look great. And I mean, I respect them. They did it this way, then try to recast. So I won't give any points down or up or anything on that, but because they did the right thing. So well, awesome. Well, when I say recast, who they did do a really good job recasting was the one reader where she goes, "Many Boffins have died." You know what I'm saying? They oh, did or whatever her name was. Yeah. yeah, they did find a very. Oh my God, she was spitting image. I don't know how they got it, but at the same time, you never really focused on her in the first. You didn't focus on her on the first series, so you really didn't notice any differences. Yeah. That right. being said, that being said, are you thinking? Do you think if they would have waited to 2021 now to try it with the CG? Just remember, we just dealt with Gemini Man just two two years ago, and that just was. Yeah, they they probably not, could have made it a lot better, to be honest, with the more they technology. Were, yeah, it could have been with a little bit more technology, but at the same time, I think that it was strategic in their releasing because it kept the new. I guess it kept the. The end of the trilogy. What are we calling? So we have the Saga Skywalker, the Anakin trilogy. What do we call the Ray trilogy? Yeah. So what are, I mean, it's that. I mean, that's what the big pushback on all of Star Wars is as a whole. From what mm-hmm. I understand, is it's all about three characters for. Mm-hmm. So that's why they call the nine movies the Skywalker Saga. The Mm -hmm. original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and then the newest trilogy. Where this one kind of sits outside of that box, it feeds into it. It makes sense why Princess Leia got the disc and how it all went through. It explains a lot. And I don't know if we brought that up before, but... um, but that's like the biggest thing about this movie is like I said, they bringing up awesome characters and you'd like to see them exceed, but you can't because they're literally smashed in between three and four. Well, my whole thing is, is you have this great part. You had the first, the first trilogy gangbusters, second trilogy, Mediocre lukewarm water. Let's just admit it here, everyone. Yeah. They they just did, you know, they just did Force Awakens, and I think they wanted to keep that momentum going, but at the same time, they wanted to capture a new audience because that anyone that had just seen Force Awakens and go, well, I don't get it. You know, there's those people that didn't realize there's all these other movies that happened before. I mean, they were living on a deserted island. So, um, (laughs) you know, when they say, oh, I didn't know there was a movie before, you know, it made them say, oh, well, what what are they talking about? New Hope. They 
wanted or they went back and watched four, five, and six to get an idea where we're going with the rest of this. So I could see that they were trying to like snag a new audience or get it, get someone addicted or get a new generation addicted because after the, the, the mediocre trilogy, yeah. They wanted to make all the money that they were investing, or Disney was investing. Not only were they snagging them for the next two movies or three movies, but they were snagging them for, oh, don't tell me they didn't have Disney Prime in the works when they were thinking about this. When they were thinking about Skywalker or Star oh, Wars Land. They, sure. That's what they were doing. The more and more people that could get to watch all the different movies, the more and more money they're going to make. Now, I'm not saying everything's commercialized, but I feel like this was such an awesome tie-in to make people want to see the movies. It was great. I don't know. If you, I want to talk, touch on um, Felicity Jones's character. Okay, so I feel like in the first trilogy, you know, you had Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. They were the main focus. Leia was who they both played off of. She was there, but she was, I don't, I want to, don't want to say she was a second thought sometimes, but to me, she was. And then, and the, the next trilogy, you had the exact same thing with Anakin and, um, and then Obi-Wan as a young Obi-Wan yeah. and Qui-Gon. With once again, Padme was there. It was a female lead, but she wasn't the female lead. And then, boom, next thing you know, we have Force Awakens, and it's Ren going full force. She is a female character pulling in the next three movies, technically, if you think about it. Yeah. Well, to have another. Sure. So for them to like also bring in, I think they gambled by also tapping in, by getting be, having Jen Urso. Don't tell me they could have made this the son of yeah it could have very well been john or so if they wanted yep yep they could have done either way but they tapped into another i she was not it wasn't a hero anymore they went for the heroine and they based on this i mean i think they invested a lot to see where what we would watch and they they got another audience they have women wanting to watch it women empowerment they read the climate they read the change i think they made a wise choice as, as making it jen ursa instead of john ursa you know what i'm saying or so yeah and it was yeah. she was I, I i don't really have a whole lot of experience or seen felicity jones in a lot of things but she was good in this i know she's been nominated for the something She's a nominated for several things. Theory of like everything, maybe. But yeah, she was good. Even Diego Luna, everybody was good in it. Yeah, of course. Whitaker, everyone makes their appearances. Try to think. Like, you could recognize, like, so many different, you know, characters being like other actors in Hollywood. And because now being in a Star Wars film, just even a bit part, has become such a. Like a kudos underneath your badge, you know. Everyone wants to be. Well, can I play the next guy and that's leading a Star Wars? Right, you know. Trying to think of who was a uh, blue, was a gold or blue commander leader. He dies, like uh, when they're blue. like. 
Blue. You know, he's he's a well-known actor too. You know. Yeah. Well, that's oh. what they were saying. That was wasn't that what, the, <coughs> what they were saying about um. That's what made work for Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Red Five got killed in this battle. And so yep. then um, that made r- room for Luke. Yep. That's why he was Red yep. Five, because Red Five died in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So that yep. was pretty cool. Like, I wanted to talk about that. Like, I was going to bring that up a few seconds ago, but it's great that it all kind of tied in. But, yeah, I think that's awesome. But every like single thing in this movie. In. There's a lot that ties in with this movie that leads into four that puts those question marks into everything and you know that's why that's why i guess like you know that one was it was a great movie but it wasn't like the best one like five was the best um but four you had all those question marks like what the fuck like how did the hell they should get those plans how did this happen what's going on like what's up and you wish they would have added that on with three but they didn't so glad they added another two-hour movie on to tie stuff up it's also it's not like they added things into it they tied things up to make the movie make sense with how four started off so. I mean, at the, at the same time, do you think that this movie got made because Star Wars fans were almost demanding answers to questions that they had? Because, like you said, we're watching four, and like, well, how did that blow up with this one single shot? Seriously, exactly. that's huge. Yeah. yeah, you think like, now we know how it blew up because there was whatever, and how? What do you mean they just? So they transmitted the so someone transmitted Death Star plans. What do you mean? So they had to get the Death Star. Now we know what everyone had to do to really get the Death Star plans. So and that being said, yeah. Like they even tied in the small things, and that's what you, you gotta love about it. Is again how Luke became um what what do they call it? Five um Well Red Five. Red five. Like you know, okay, it makes sense. You don't need an explanation why he the guy died and blah, blah, blah. But they actually tied it in. And that's like, the thing is, it's like, okay, they could have just answered the big questions and called it a day. But they just took the small ones and be like, oh, shit, yeah, this makes sense. Like, that's why Luke became here. Okay, yeah. So that's what I appreciate about this movie a lot is they tie in not the big ones but the small details and it all just rolls it makes sense well there's also like you're saying that often what makes me off what made it really good for me too there was evidently questions that i never even asked myself that it were answered like most when they were when they were stripping the temple of all the crystals the power the Death Star. And I'm like, oh, that's how it's possible. You know, and I'm like, you know, and I'm sure, you know, someone someone along the line said, well, how do you power something so big, you know? And everyone needs to know, you know, things like that. Everyone needs to kind of know what's going on. 
you know, you don't think about it, but there's many answers out there that we had that were finally answered with a lot of this movie. Yeah, um, that's very true. I mean, and I love Donnie Yee's character. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I am the force and the forces with me. I am the force and the forces with me. I am the force and the forces with me. Like, And then his friend, Mads, Mads something, I don't know what the guy with the last name. He's been in a lot of different movies that I really like, too. Mads, or, or whatever. Or yeah, the, that duo was really fucking perfect. good, yeah. And, and then, just go slight off. Have, did you ever see the Ip Man movies? Oh, yep. Yep, I've seen some of them. I've seen I, about three or four of them. Um, I fucking love Donnie Young, for sure. Love him. Love him. I mean, he's a... I think he's an unrecognized... I don't want to say martial arts actor, because I think he's more than just that. But I think he is a little more unrecognized than what he has gotten credit over the past years, because he consistently does good movies. Yeah. I mean, they're fun to watch. They're great to watch. Uh, totally good movies. I mean, I could watch another IT movie right now. It, whatever. I found that movie. Whatever. You know, I could. I could put it on Netflix, go downstairs, and go on the elliptical and just see. This is good. It'll keep me going for the next hour. So. For sure. And uh, K2SO is probably my favorite droid in all of the Star Wars movies, I think. I'm going to agree. I, you know, don't get me wrong. BB-8 is cute. Yeah, he's there's cute. One. Yeah. Yeah. RPD2, once again, there's some logistic problems there. I don't know how he really got across the like, terrain with what he was doing. Right. Um, C3PO is C3PO. I mean, but what is the name of the droid that was going to be in Han Solo? First, he has like, yeah. But also, like, I definitely agree with you on this one. This is a great droid. And this is another thing that you've gotten to appreciate um so there is a sidekick droid usually somewhere down the line you're going to have that sidekick droid and i feel like it's a combination or a i don't know a kind that works for this franchise everyone expects it they want one and but this one had that sarcastic tone kind of like the dry undertone which i really like um Han Solo had, she was a female and she just was kind of like feminist or whatever. Um, it was an okay droid, but you're right, this is one of my favorite droids too. Yeah, just the way, I mean. And it's... I also want to bring out, like, since we're talking about droids, did you notice that R2-D2 was in the background in some clips? Which, now that I think about it, doesn't make sense, because he was with Luke the whole time. Yeah. Or no. No, no, no he, he was wasn't. sold into... That's right. I guess that does track. Yeah, because he was sold to the... Yeah. Yeah. And they like just a little tough thing, but... And then, you know, we're talking about the droids. I mean, once again, I'm going to probably in hell again for saying this, but thank you, Lord, for no Ewoks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was at least no Jar Jar's in this, and no cuddle, them trying to make a cuddly thing. This was a movie, straight and true. They already they stayed true to the movie format and started trying to, I don't know, insert a gimmick 
as you call it. Yeah, Jar Jar. There, there was nothing to in this movie that was just shoehorned in just to sell toys. No, like, there wasn't. There was no Jar Jar. There was no, like you said, Ewoks. There was no BB-8. Or Puffin. What are those little those little birds that they were eating that someone was eating that were all over the yeah the Puffins or Puff whatever. Yeah. I mean, they were cute, adorable, and they were like the next thing old they were like falling off. So yeah, I mean, I you know not that I'm saying Yoda was cute, but they franchise they marketed that merchandise the hell out of him. But it wasn't necessary. He he was needed for the plot. So no. And I mean, this is the first Star Wars movie that really feels like a war movie. Yes. Like there's no side quests. They're all doing this one thing. And it's, I mean, going into it, you know, everybody's going to die. But still, you get that emotional hit when Donnie Yen dies or is... Him and his buddy, Riz Ahmed, you didn't talk about, he was great as the pilot. Oh, yeah, he was great, too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just so, so sad that they set these characters up and they're just dead. But her her speech that she makes, yep. they, don't accept, they don't accept it as coming. Let's just get off. We'll take the next step. Yeah. We'll take the next. And we'll take the next. They don't expect us. And that's, that is true. They didn't, there was no way the arrogance of the empire expected them. They thought, whatever. We'll take the next. And I almost want to say her speech, you know, it's, it's almost like a Braveheart speech. Let's begin. A little bit. And she, yeah. ra- and she rallied them. I mean, I, they We'll, we'll, or we'll die trying. We'll take yeah. it until, we'll take a little more until they can't give us any more. And that's true. You know, you expect those speeches that they get. And maybe this is one of the first time that they had a speech. Do you remember any speeches in the other ones? Nothing like that. Nothing yeah. like that. So that's what I'm saying. So it's a little, this to have a speech, it once again, it makes you think war movie definitely. Well, even like, uh, what was it? rebellions are built on hope or something like that? I think that was a line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that that's a, that's a good. T- I almost feel like that is a quote worthy of being on the list that people should know. Yeah. That she said it. Rebellions are built on hope. Yeah, that's like the best quote of the movie. That would probably be like the title of this podcast, to be honest. Like, I that, mean, that, is- that is, you hear that quote and you're a Star Wars fan, you know where the hell it's coming from. You know it's a legendary quote. But that being said, uh, how well do you remember the trailer? The trailer? Yeah, the trailer for the movie, because... They made a big point of in the trailer saying something about what do rebellions do? I rebel. Jen said that. Yeah. And it doesn't appear in the movie. No, it doesn't. 
And there's a couple of things from the main trailer that don't show up in the movie, which, I mean, leads you to, I mean, as it happened, serious reshoots and recuts and rewrites. Well, they said when this, I mean, I'm not that I want to say you're totally agreeing with this because they said there's so many reshoots, so many reshoots. And this was at that point in time was the most expensive movie made. Yeah, yeah. Well, it made a billion dollars, so no it still made a billion. That. You can't, you know, you can't deny that they know what they're doing. You can't, you know. Disney does know what they're doing. They will pave the way. They will make sure it happens. And you know, yeah, they did the reshoots, and it was probably necessary for them to do the reshoots. But, you know, it's definitely scary. Yep. Makes me think. I think, and if we think about it, here we are just saying it made a billion dollars. Like, that's, like, it's nothing. But how many movies have really made a billion dollars? The Fast and Furious series. (laughs) Not a series. Not a series. A movie. A movie. movie. Well, no, the I mean, movies I mean, like Fast Furious made like two of them, three of them made a billion. Yeah. Um, because we're actually doing that right now. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we say it like it's like it's so like it's common. There. Are, uh, Without adjusting for inflation, a couple. Yep. There are at least, according 47. to Wikipedia, forty-seven. Yeah. Forty-seven. But you know, think about that. How many? Forty-seven movies. Forty-seven billion in just movies. Americans. No, forty-seven movies have made a billion dollars. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, so, just off forty-seven crazy. movies out of a shit ton like a million there's it's 47 made 47 billion out of like what 500 600 in the last but of those 47 that made a billion uh five made two billion oh geez yeah that's just crazy you think of those numbers you know and we say it like it's nothing like it's just so it's just, we expect movies no and this is why but this is why there are so many movies out there and this is why when that hidden gem comes out and about it you know and all of a sudden next you know it makes it you know no one ever thinks that the original terminator would have spawned all this no one would have thought the original halloween would have spawned not that i'm saying that they made a billion but you know what i'm saying yeah Exactly. Their, their franchise, but eventually, there are movies that just, they make it and don't. But I'm looking, I'm going through this, and I know it, but it, what makes it absolutely sad is nothing, nothing past 2019, because that's right, we shut down. No 2020 movies made a billion dollars. Because there was no 
I would be shocked if we ever see a billion dollar movie again, to be honest. Well, like a billion dollar box office draw. Yeah. Because now they're doing early releases or movies and theaters on voodoo. Like you spend like $30, like there's a lot of that going on and I don't think it'll change. I think there's going to be more contracts and more like it's, I, in my thought, personally, they're going to change actors and actresses' contracts as well. Like, it's going to be like, okay, it's not going to be movie releases. It's going to be movie releases, HBO Max, or whatever people they want to just release it off of. Well, Paramount, well, Quiet Place 2, was it, did they even go to theaters or did they just go right to Paramount? It was it opened in theaters and then forty five days later it was on Paramount. So just like I believe Disney Plus decided not to do that with the uh, what sorry, the golden you know what I'm saying the one that just was released. Yeah, the rest I, of Disney Plus is going to be theater only and then forty five days. Yeah, but. Uh, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but the new Halloween movie is going to drop on Peacock same day as it drops in theaters, <gasps> which I believe is October 15th. Yeah, so we're going to do that podcast because we did the one before. Yeah, we definitely need to do that one. We definitely. Because we have Peacock, right? Yeah. Yes, we have Peacock. Is that my account? It's free. I, 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 oh, it's I free. Have yeah. You can pay. Oh, well, we're gonna have to pay probably to get that one. No, it drops on Peacock. Oh no, man! But it just—it'll probably have commercials. I'll pay for no, no commercials. No, we'll, we'll pay. We'll pay for no commercials. Exactly. I'll get. I'll get the notes for a month. I'll get the free one, and then we'll just drop it. Yeah, yeah I think that's October fifteenth. Okay. Well, we're gonna make it our dates there, but you—you're absolutely right. There's not going to be any million billion dollar movies really again for a very long time because the world still hasn't gone back to the norm norm. Because sometimes I would honestly rather pay 30, 40 bucks just to see it in my home than have to deal with people kicking the back of my chair. You know, yeah. noisy noisy people in the theater paying um, not that I'm not, I know they have to make some money with concessions that, you know, beers and stuff cost a lot of money, but sometimes paying for popcorn and, for, you know, I'm spending $45 just on snacks to get into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and that's why we something... got the AMC pass when we back in the day, like $20 a month. You can see yeah. three movies a week. You and you get bonus points. So we ended up having like $40 here, $50 here. So you, we'd bring up like a half pint with us and we'd see like two or three movies and just mix a drink and just go from one movie to the next and just bank our three movies for that whole week. And that was a good time because we'd be there for like six hours, mix some drinks, had some good times. I will once again, we're not going to see that for a while again. Mm-hmm. No, like we would still have that if COVID was a thing. Like we loved it because we would come back, podcast, 
about the three movies we watched or the two movies or whatever we saw. The trailers. I miss trailers. Oh, the trailers. We would do a whole podcast just on trailers every week. Oh, you did. I know they had that. They had the one show, nothing but trailers. Yeah, but listen, good. Okay, Rogue One. Yes, we went way off track. We did. Anything else we need to go back with Rogue One here? I mean, awesome movie. I, I honestly, what does it have? An approval of seventy-eight percent? Yeah. What was your approval? Rate? I think it was seventy-eight. Uh, I think Ron Tomatoes was in the eighties. Oh, you said seventy-eight. Eighty-four, eighty-six. Okay. Ron Tomatoes. Okay. Well, I just honestly, I eighty-four, eighty-six is pretty solid. I yeah. mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna get you know fresh splats or anything like that because really, it's not. They don't break the wheel. Or don't reinvent the new wheel. Yes. They have a formula. Yes. It works. Am I upset with it? Absolutely not. That they are able to at least tweak it a little bit. Once again, love the character. Love the fact that we don't have the rolling screen like we did the first time. So many different surprises in this movie because I really liked it. Um, I guess. You going to score it? No, I I guess I could score, but I was just, I want I think I wanted to touch on. Okay. I, I think I wanted to touch on Forrest Whitaker character. Real fast. Yeah, for yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, Saul okay. Guerrero. Yeah. yeah, Saul Guerrero. Now we're talking about Cassian getting a spinoff. Love would love to see him. Yeah. With, it, with it, a with a prequel with a prequel absolutely. It, it's my understanding that he. I think shows up in one of the cartoons. Okay. Like uh, Rebels or Clone Wars. He, I'm pretty sure I read that he's in one of those pretty prominently. Okay. Well, but I, I haven't seen him, so him. I don't know. I heard they're great. Yeah. I would just love to see him because to see how he got to be in the extremist because he's the extremist of the, of the Rebels. Right. He's, you know, he's, he's the rebel of the Rebels. He's the rebel of the rebels, and he's like out there and doesn't trust any. I mean, he's just like whatever. I mean, to see him like, because she talked about he raised Jen Ursa. So I wanted to see him kind of like maybe that bond, maybe how she became well, who she was because he left her. Not that he abandoned her, but you know what I'm saying. She was, well, you left me. I I was only 16. I, you know. Yeah, but you were the greatest soldier I had. Or see, yeah, that's. Like that. I, I would love to see that. I just I had a little thought in my head, too. Because <clears throat> you're talking yeah, about the guy ahead. that's in prison, right? Like, or they see him, you see him in the jail cell. No. So. Forrest Whitaker, the, the guy that had the breathing apparatus. The old guy, yeah. the, the crazy guy. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got yeah. a different guy. No, it's all right. It's all right. You can get out a different guy. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would just love to see that. To see, not that I want to see, because evidently, here we are, the rebellion is before, but to even see that there's the break in the rebellion would have been kind of cool to see how yeah. you know, these factions became who they were, even. I mean, I guess that would be an awesome series, sequel. I don't know what you want to call it. I want to say series. That would be a Disney series. I I think. I mean, not that I, the Mandalorian isn't great. Not I'm not looking forward to all these other ones, but 
And you have not you know, only seen an episode or two of Mandalorian? Or? Yeah. And I, like, and I liked them all. I mean, the ones I've seen, I liked absolutely. Yeah. It's just sometimes I just, you know, I get sidetracked. There's other things I need to watch. Yeah. Oh, trust um, me. I, yeah, I, yeah, going off topic, but I wanted to see the new Netflix show. But Midnight Squid Mass. Game or something? Oh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. That's supposed to be like really cool. Yeah, I heard everybody at work is talking about it, so that's why like Monday, I like I want to binge watch it because they keep talking about. It. I was like, okay, but if everybody keeps talking about it, I gotta fucking know what's going on. Like, <laughs> like I'm kind of getting pissed. Yeah, yeah I kind of have like three different series. I'm kind of like going back and forth with right now, so it's kind of like yeah, there's a lot on your plate to watch, but I that would be an interesting one I would see. How you know a young child gets raised to become a rebel, but really she's not a rebel until she becomes a rebel. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of the Han Solo aspect of it. She kind of just gets roped into it, and then she's gung ho with it. Yeah, I mean, and it, her character is her character. So yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I'll rate it. I don't mind rating it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm good. I don't know if anyone else wants to talk about anything. I just want to say one. The music, I did really like because it wasn't just the fucking Star Wars theme. The they, orchestra kind of. Oh, wow. They played on it, but it wasn't yeah. the same shit. It, you could tell that it was Star Wars, but it didn't sound quite like Star it Wars. It was its own side movie. Like They didn't have the scrolling. They didn't have the music. They and just I had liked its own yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. So who was it? Okay, so evidently some guy, Alexandre Alexandre Desplat. It was. It wasn't. Ma- it wasn't. And then Michael. No, then Michael Glacino. Glacino took over. He replaced Desplat. So yeah. That's right. Because. One of the guys we watched was talking about it. he had four weeks to do the score. Like yeah, he did the entire really score good. in four weeks or some bullshit. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, he did a great job. You're absolutely, you're absolutely correct on that. You know, I will say he did a great job. He did Doctor Strange. Oh, oh okay. Okay, yeah, there we go. Huh. Doctor Strange then, is one of my... I am not much into like sci-fi, like that kind of stuff, but that movie like got me like hypnotized. At the same time, it looks like this guy was uh, saying that uh, he said it is a film that is in many ways a really great World War II movie. Yeah, absolutely. They know they're going into battle to die. They're gonna die. They're they're ready. Another thing I liked, not to cut you off, but they did not force a romantic relationship between the two leads. Yeah, this is more of a hug. They didn't like and make out or kiss. They're they're, they they're going to battle. That that's what we're here for. We're not here for a love story. Like, you know, you're absolutely right on that one. That is a good point, and you know, you don't notice that. that. But you know what? You don't notice it because. It was so, the their character blending together was so nice. You really didn't notice it, and it didn't make you think, "Oh my God, they should have been together." 
you know, they yeah. hug at the end and are dying. And they're yeah. just, it's just a hug. They didn't yeah. kiss. They hug. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is it's like, we're just going to die. Like, you know, it wasn't like that romantic ending, like, oh, kissing when the bomb's going off. It's like we're giving each other hugs. Yeah. Like, that, I didn't think about that till you just said that. That's very true. And that is really, you know, that's another reason why I think this movie is really good because sometimes you think those little romantic liaisons are a little forced. Yeah. They, they can be for sure. And like, they yeah. didn't do it in this Like, one. every movie has to have a romantic theme, it seems like. Like, they try to throw something in. And. They didn't do it with this movie, and I liked it. Yep. I mean, you, you could say they alluded to it, but it wasn't heavy-handed. Exactly, they, they, no. yeah. They Which, definitely, like, she definitely was very, like, ooh, yeah, like, but, yeah, they didn't act upon. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to rate it. Nine point. Four. Nine point four. Mm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because I gave Empire, I gave the Empire nine point nine. So. I think I gave Empire. I think it was like an eight four. I can't remember exactly. I know it was probably in the eights. So I'm gonna give this one eight nine. Actually, eight, nine? I'll okay. go nine. You I'll like go this? solid nine. You like this better than Empire? No, I'm t- oh not Empire the Fourth, New Hope, New Hope. So yeah, I give this no. one eight five, because I think I gave the other one like a nine. So yeah, that makes sense. No. Yeah, no. so eight five. No. Okay, I I don't remember what I rated the other ones. Empire is my favorite. This is, I mean, spoiling going ahead, but this is my favorite of the new Disney movies. I struggle whether putting this above or below a new hope. It's same with us. It's I did there. too. It gets second or third, but this and a new hope are right there. Yeah. So I'm assuming I gave Empire at least a nine and a half. So this is an eight eight to a nine. Okay. It is a good movie. I mean, it's solid across the board. There's a lot of points that we had do it. It renewed our hope in what was to come. It wanted us to re-go back and visit what we had previous watched, which after watching this, I had to watch New Hope again. I'm just letting you know. Yep. They yeah. have to do, I mean, I'm sure people have done it, or if they haven't, they should just do a straight run of Rogue One right into New Hope and yeah. in a theater. Oh, that'd be beautiful. That would be. That you know, that's that was cool. I mean, that's a good suggestion right there. Oh, we basically have a theater now. So <laughs> we basically have a you know what, you have to build it. You almost have to build yourself a theater because nothing else is opening up anymore. You know how that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that seventy five inch with the blackout curtains, like we got a whole thing going on in this room. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So we need to have oh, a movie so night. <laughs> yeah, movie night. So, okay. 
I have a schedule for next month, which I'll have Jim take a picture in front of you also, just so you know. Yeah. Um, but so we are in next week. I have. We got to decide what we're going to do, too. Oh, my God. We, we think about Well, this. we have an idea. He, he had an idea oh, oh, that I... I never thought about it. this until I started, like, watching trailers today. I was like, wait, what the heck? Okay, so, go ahead. Uh, your favorite Netflix movie original. Okay. I like that. Because... Like Awakens just came out. Okay. Came out earlier this year. Came out um, earlier this year, I guess. But um, that looked really interesting. It's kind of like a horror for October. But there's so many different options. Like, yeah. So you can watch like a few. And I mean, we've all seen a bunch. Like you said, um, Hitman's Bodyguard. No. Six Wait. Underground. Six Underground. The Old Guard. The Old Guard. That's what I was thinking about. Oh, yeah. Why was I thinking the other? But... Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is a good idea. I I like this one. Yeah, because... I mean, there's a bunch. And I've seen a few that I did like, but... Yeah, and... Oh, we just watched um, the zombie one. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Loved that one. A lot. So, oh, of course. I love Army of the Dead. Yeah. So, well, you already did it in another podcast. Yeah. But we haven't done this one. So. Yeah, that's your favorite. I mean, there. I, I had no idea how many fucking original movies they put out until I started looking at it. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's, there's a, a ton. ton of them. I think we should definitely do that. So, yeah, Netflix original movie. Let's do it. Favorite. I'm watching that. Let's do next week. I don't know. Possibly towards the end of the week so we get a few in. I have Friday night again. And I also have Sunday night. Friday or Sunday. Um, Let's see how many we can get in because, you know, with how we work, we could typically be working doubles most days next week and not get much in. So... Yeah, Let's true. plan for Friday because if Friday we don't get enough in, then we'll I'll get a hold of you like two zero ones. But like, yeah, I need more time. But as of right now, I'm not going in Mondays, and it's gonna be raining, so I can probably just relax and put some movies on and hang out. Okay, that sounds good. I think so. Yeah, and then I will have Jim. You, yeah, we'll get the schedule. So I have definitely Friday next week and then Saturday. But I like this topic. It's going to be a good one. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Loving it, loving it. Still loving this shit? Oh, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, have a good night. And, um, yeah, we got to definitely figure out a bar night sooner than later. Oh, or a movie definitely. night. Or a movie night. Or a movie. Yeah, definitely yeah. for either one. Well, we can go to, mo- we can go to Drake's and a movie. Hey, yeah. There we go. We can I'm do in. that. We can do that. All okay, right. well, I'll talk to you later. All right, have a good have night. A good you too. Bye. Bye.
Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more... Booze Booze and and bullshit. bullshit.